I'm Cassandra. And I'm Bailey. And you're listening to Coffee, Spooks, and Murder. And we're live. All right, well, I'll start it off. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to part de. Um, I'm here. <laughs> She's eating some tin bits. Um, well, welcome everybody. Um, sorry if we sound a little disordered. We're just playing around with the sounds on our board because we didn't feel like we sounded right, and now we're just trying to get it all fixed. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to play along with the sound while we do this. So, yeah, so. bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but welcome to part two. Yeah, welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome everybody. I just feel like I have a big chunk of chocolate on my front too. Um, yeah, we had some Timbits. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought some Timbits for us to have, which is probably not a really good thing to do, but, you uh, know. Well, they weren't Timbits. They were Timbeebs. Timbeebs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I asked for chocolate, and then they said that they didn't have the chocolate. So I was like, well, what the hell? I want chocolate Tim. I want chocolate Timbits. And then they're like, we only have the Justin Bieber ones. So I was like, all right. It's better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> But you didn't like them, so... I did not like them. That's why I'm eating them all. And I'm sorry, I'm scratching the top. <laughs> I think I burnt my forehead right here. Oh my god. Right at my hairline, because it's so itchy. Oh, oh no. That's the worst. I hate when we when you burn your forehead. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> kind of in a time machine right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> trying but, to get this content to you guys, you know? Yes. And mm-hmm. so if you haven't already listened to part one, I would pause right here and uh, go listen to that or else yes. um, quick little synopsis where we ended is um, yes, um, Shanann's friend Nicole had called the police mm-hmm. as her friend was missing. Um, and this was on August 13th, 2018. Yes. Um, so we, in part one, we kind of just went over the, you know, leading up to the case mm-hmm. Chris's past, Shredan's past. That's um, right, yeah. Kind of the... <laughs> the background. The, the biography of yes. the people involved in this case. Yes. Um, so now we're going to actually get into the murder. And oh, this sorry. was interesting, too. It was horrible to write. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I could, I could not imagine being the media in this case in 2018. It would be hard because it has it's 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 children involved, right? So it would be hard. Exactly, and uh, Chris was right away labeled the worst man in the world. Kind of similar. I, I keep bringing up Scott Peterson, but it seems like the the media rightfully really hate these um, femicide killers. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Before we continue, well, I just want to say this because we have coffee in our in our name. What are you drinking? Oh yeah, um, I'm drinking a lemon <laughs> lemon fog latte. <laughs> you say lemon? I was like, I, uh. I did say lemon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a Timmy's London Grey latte. London fog latte. Yes. How mm-hmm. is that? 
creamy. Ooh, very <laughs> nice. And today I am drinking a small iced coffee because that's the only thing, besides a medium decaf, double-double, a small iced coffee is the only thing I can get from Timmy's without it hurting my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Starbucks is closed. Yeah. So exactly. we have to deal with what we've got. I don't know. I hate Tim Horn's food. I hate their coffee. I'd rather have a McDonald's coffee than the Tim Horn's is just like everywhere. <laughs> McDonald's always screws up my co- my coffee order. Mm-hmm. I asked for a latte or a cappuccino and they always screwed up. So mm-hmm. I've just given up. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'll just have an orange juice thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We are picky coffee drinkers. <laughs> and we still have yet to go to La Table. Uh, yeah. We, oh, have... we need to go. I know. I need to stop working. <laughs> Me too. Oh, my God. I'll be free this summer. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. I'm sold for it. Yes. We will just plan a day. When my mom gets back, she can take <laughs> Yes. Take the baby. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's continue because we've got another episode we have to record. (laughs) We're catching up, guys. Catching up. Because we don't want you to have to deal with another hiatus. Yeah, that was a long hiatus. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Um, We're busy, though, but here we go. Ready? Mm -hmm. So let's jump back in the machine. August 13th, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. So, Chris Watts, he... He arrived home and was met by the police. Um, they had called him after finding out his wife and daughter were missing. There is actually body cam footage showing everything that first day. Right. Um, so you can go on YouTube and you can watch the footage and decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. I know it's controversial because a lot of people say, like, how are you supposed to act when... You get that kind of news. You're in a situation. And, I don't know, just watching it, it's, like, it's pretty sketchy. You can see why the media automatically kind of, like, yeah, demonized him. The body cam footage showed showed him arriving, and there was no stress or fear noticeable on him. And he didn't really care where he might be, where where his wife and kids might be. So he wasn't, like, a concerned person where they're like crying or like in panic he was yeah he was fairly calm in the video wasn't he yeah he was he was just walking around um he said i don't know they must be out or all this stuff so suspicious yeah he gets there he casually walks up to the door and uh opens it up for nicole her friend and the police and then he just walks away Oh, it's in the footage, too, so he just opens the door and walks back into the driveway, which is weird, because you would think... He would want to go inside? And it's, Yeah, because who knows, maybe she was taking a nap, and they, like, they didn't hear the door. Like, it's yeah. happened to me. So, I found this article, and it was um, body language expert Susan Constantine. Mm-hmm. She reviewed all the footage. I don't know how biased she is or unbiased, but... um, (laughs) She wrote an article. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I don't know if it was written before or after he confessed everything, but she said from the footage, it appeared that Chris was separating himself from what was being said by detectives. So they were all, like, you know, in the house talking about what could happen because when they walked in, Shanann had her her purse, her keys, um, like, everything was there. The car was there, just not her and the kids. Okay. So he was just walking away, not talking to police, things like that. 
In the video, it showed that he was pacing, looking at his phone, um, and then whenever police had questions for him, he would just tell her, tell the police random information. That's so weird. Yeah, like, he, he brought up that Shannon was taking migraine medication. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was just all this random information that goes nowhere. Hmm. Um, rather than, you know, panicking that they're missing, he is just pacing back and forth. Um, and then finally, when he's pressed a little bit, he admits to the police that him and Shannon were having marital issues uh-huh. and um, claims that they had an emotional fight okay. that night and that they were planning to split up. Hmm. So, that's already yeah cause for suspicion. Well, exactly. They're, the police are like, okay, motive. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, thank you for, you know, handing us the case. Yeah. 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 Um, so the police, they became very suspicious of him immediately just by his demeanor, how he was Mm -hmm. acting. Um, he wasn't concerned at all and now just admitting they were having issues. So yeah, like I said, ding, ding, ding motive. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the police, like this, this thing took off, like in the media, everyone was looking for this wife and two kids. Right. Um, So neighbors were super helpful. Everyone band together. Um, So the police canvassed the neighborhood right away, and they were talking to all the neighbors. And neighbor, I'm going to butcher his last name, but (laughs) (laughs) Nate Trenastich. Trenastich? Okay. Um, So he was, I believe, across the street from them. Okay. And he had CTV footage. And it didn't necessarily capture the whole house, but it showed the portion of the Watts garage. Okay. So it showed, like, their driveway, a portion of it. Right. So the cameras never showed Shannon or the kids ever leaving the house. Instead, it observed that Chris had backed his truck into the garage at 5.15 a.m., loaded it up with something, and drove off. Huh. Neighbor, the police asked the neighbors, like, is it normal for Chris to, you know, back his truck into the garage right and they they noted that his truck was never there normally it would just be parked on the driveway oh on the footage though before he drives away he's pacing back and forth like with his hands on his head you know you can tell something like, happened that some, yeah. something like disturbed him yeah something he's stressed out about something right so that was the the morning of august 13th so this was like 5 a.m Okay. So the next day, Chris goes on local news, um, Denver's ABC, and he gives an interview pleading for his family's return, but he shows, again, no No, emotion. No emotion. What a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that to your family? Like, we all, obviously, we know what happens, but knowing that you are that, like, what you did, and that you were able to go on TV and put a face on and just be a piece of shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you're a horrible person. Yeah. Like, what was... Uh, yeah. So, in the in the plea, he says, quote, Shanann, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just come back. Like, if somebody has her, just please bring her back. I need to see everyone. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete without anybody here. Please bring them back. Oh, quote. my God. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, like, okay. Just, uh, <laughs> I just said it again, but like, you know, I'm trying not to say like. 
<laughs> but he said it in his national news thing. Like, yeah. Like, if you have a moment to, like, go on YouTube, <laughs> look at this interview, and you will just see no emotion to this man's face. <laughs> There's, like, absolutely nothing that he that he is doing. He just so shows, like, nothing. No remorse, no nothing, no... No, like, concern for safety or anything like that. And this this man is just, like, a piece. He's just an awful, awful, awful person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so after he, he does this pitiful interview pleading for his family's return, yeah. he agrees to a lie detector test and horribly fails. Yeah. Um, he is, show, like, showing obvious signs of de- deception. Yeah. And... The police are like, buddy, who failed? Like, yeah. In the court of law, a lie detector test nowadays does not uphold. Yeah. Just because, like, if you're nervous <laughs> as fuck and you're going to go take a lie detector test, like, you'll fail it. Yeah. 100%. But I think in this case, he had so much against him that the lie detector test was, like, icing on the cake. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And the thing with the lie detector test is this was, I guess, two days after a day... A day or two after that, he the family went missing. Oh, I didn't um, know it was that close. This, yeah, everything happened very, very fast. As a way to explain failing the test, that's when he admitted to an affair. That's that's kind of what when the police were like, "Why did you fail?" Right. Then he decided to bring up his uh, his mistress. Mm. So I was also reading some articles, and it was about kind of tactics that the police used in order to get him to open up more. Okay. One of the techniques that they, the detectives began doing is trying to sympathize with Chris. Right. And villainize, villainizing, or vilifying, <laughs> vilifying <laughs> Shanann. To get them to be more comfortable to open up and be like, yeah, you know, she was, she was super controlling just to get them to open and be like, yeah, she is controlling. Like, yeah, yeah this is like... Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. They would be like, you know, oh, like, Shanann had to work away from home. Like, how could she do that to you? How could she leave you alone with the girls? Yeah. Um, like, we can see why you'd have an affair. Like, how lonely you must right, be. Right. Being like buddy, yeah. And Chris is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Falling for it. Yeah. Here's exactly. the chips that fall, and he's catching all of them. Exactly. Yeah. After they kind of talked to them, they weren't really getting anywhere. So uh, Chris had asked for his dad, Ronnie. And, like, during this whole thing, like, his dad and mom knew something was up to. Mm. And so when his... You can watch the interview of his dad entering the investigation room. And yes. He's, he's like, where are the girls? Where where are they? Yeah. Like, you, you need to tell... You need to tell us where they are. Yeah. So he... He had told his dad that he had killed Shanann that night because he had caught her smothering the kids after he told Shanann that he wanted to end things. Yeah, which is bullshit because everyone that had had interviewed during this documentary <clears throat> had said Shanann would never hurt those girls. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And the police knew this, but they were like, okay, this guy just confessed. Our top priority right now is finding the bodies, finding yeah. Shannon and the girls. Yeah. So they they were they took it. They were like, okay, this that's what happened. Sure. Yeah. Where did you put them? Like, right. That's all they cared about. So on August sixteenth, the bodies of Shannon, Bella, and Celeste were found. 
what happened was they were all three of them were found at Chris's work site. Yes. Um, and so this was like a rural piece of land. It was out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see like footage of where it is. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty much just these two huge oil tanks in yeah. a field in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I don't know if you, it's horrible, but did you ever read about the size of the door to the oil tanks? No, I didn't. So really messed up. So if it's trigger warning, trigger warning, skip ahead like a minute because it's horrible to talk about. So these, like you would have to climb to the top and at the top there's a tiny door. Right. Um, and it's about, I don't know, I'm going to say, I think two foot. Okay, so it's, it's quite small. It's very small. They had found both Celeste and Belle, Bella in um, these tanks. Right. And, you know, they compared the sizes of the girls to the doors, and he would have had to stuff their bodies <gasps> in. Oh my god. Because um, they measured Celeste's shoulder width. Yeah. And it was larger than the size of the door. Oh my god. Yeah. So not only did this piece of shit decide, okay, I'm going to put my girls in an oil tank. He went up there, realized they didn't fit, and instead of coming up with a new plan... He just shoved them in. He shoved them in. What a, what yeah. a fucking asshole. That's awful. Yeah. Oh my god, those poor girls. Oh. Yeah, so Bella and Celeste, were, they were found in these oil tanks. And Shanann and the unborn baby, she was buried in a shallow grave a few feet away from the... So why couldn't he bury the girls with the mom? That you no, know, that's what I'm saying. Either like yeah, like who knows what happened if he put the girls in the oil drum and then decided maybe Shannon was too big. Right. But again, my point is, you try and put the girls into this oil drum and they don't fit. Why not oh, choose to bury what a them? Fucking asshole! I hope he is getting his own in jail. I hope, like, fuck, they protect these guys. Mm-hmm. They protect these these kid killers, yeah. these children killers from the fucking jail system. And There's injustice. Like, I hope that someone finds out this motherfucker and just, like, fucking goes at him because there's no reason to do this to your child. And, like, what goes through your head to be like, you know what? Not only am I going to kill my children, yeah. but I'm going to shove them in an oil tank. Exactly. Like, how fucked up are you? Yeah. What a piece of shit. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I'm just, like, shocked. I'm, like, no, picking my jaw off the floor. <laughs> like, that's... I did not know about the door thing. Yeah. I know when I read... Because I think that was one of the first things that I read about the case. But then when... Like, this was in 2018 right. when it first came out. I think they had it in the documentary. Someone briefly touched on it. But I remember hearing that, and that's the part of the case that, like, stuck with me. That's so because sad. it's so horrible, like, to imagine... Just shoving your child in there. Yeah, because it goes from, like, in my opinion, Chris, you know, he, he claims... Like, when you think of the family annihilator, like, the main thought, kind of, what goes with it is, I can't have you then no one will. Like no like no one will be better in your life than me. Right. Kind of. Yeah. And it's just like this narcissistic thing. Which is like, okay, so in your head you go and you you kill your kids and your wife. But it's a total other thing to like mutilate a 
body like that. Yeah. You know? it's, like, it goes beyond you killing out of, like, a not a revenge, but, like, yeah. of, but, like, the thought that you have to kill them because you don't want them to be anywhere or whatever. But then to physically shove your children in a doorway where they do not fit. And out of all things, an oil tank. Like, yeah. I really want to know what the fuck he was thinking to do that to his kids. And the other thing, too, that gets me is that his wife was pregnant. So yeah. on top of her dying, like, mm-hmm. how long was that unborn baby boy alive in her stomach for? Yeah, because she was very... She was, like... Or she was three months pregnant. Three or yeah. four months? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how long was that baby alive yeah. before it died? Exactly, yeah. Ugh. Just awful, awful, awful. Um, so once the bodies were found, Chris was immediately arrested. And so he, I'm going to read out his charges. So um, three counts of first-degree murder. And then there was also two additional charges of first-degree murder because um, Bella and Celeste were under 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he had three counts of body tampering and one count of unlawful termination of their pregnancy. So, yeah. altogether, he had nine counts um, of murder. God. Or, nine counts of against him. You should have gotten a bazillion. Exactly. Yeah. So, while all this was going on, and he was um, within his trial, September 1st, they they held a funeral for Shanann, Bella, and Celeste in North Carolina. Shanann, Bella, and Celeste are remembered at their funeral at the Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Pinehurst, North Carolina. During the 90-minute ceremony, which started with the singing of Amazing Grace, Chris is never mentioned. Um, he shouldn't be. Boy. <laughs> the priest reads a statement from Shanann's father, Frank, quote, You are nothing but pure love. Always caring for everyone. You will always be daddy's little girl. Unquote. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. That man should not mm-hmm. be allowed to have any kind of source of communication outside of jail. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should be thrown into the jail where everyone knows his name, what he's done, <clears throat> and just have prison do their justice. Because that guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, put him in jail. Right? Yeah. So... Oh, man. November 6, 2018, Chris pled to, he pled guilty to all charges, um, and took a plea in order to avoid the death sentence. Wow. He should have got the death sentence. Yes. On November 19th, he's sentenced to life in prison. Or, so he was, he was sentenced to prison and immediately went into solitary confinement. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they have to protect him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he was allowed, he's allowed one hour a day outside. He should barely um, get that. He should get 30 yeah. seconds. No, exactly. asshole. Yeah. And yeah. in an oil tank. <laughs> the yeah. fuck you, 30 seconds, motherfucker, try to swim in that. Yeah, no. An exactly. asshole. Oh. Exactly. So angry. People, because he was arrested and pled guilty, like, there was no trial. And everyone knew that Shanann would have never done that to her kids. Yeah. But that's what Chris stuck to. Yeah. Until finally, the the police went in there one more time on February 18th, 2019. So this is six months after he was sentenced, sentenced to prison. So the police wanted to know why he did it. Yeah. And I think that was a big question. Yeah. Cause especially because if he didn't go to trial, yeah, it was like why, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So finally, Chris opened up what what happened. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read his confession. Okay. So Chris that night had told Shanann that he didn't love her anymore, and 
reportedly he said that Shanann told him that he'll never see his daughters again. Chris said that he blacked out mm-hmm. um, after hearing that, and when he when he woke up, he was on top of Shanann, smothering her, or sorry, strangling her. He then said that while he was murdering Shanann, Cece had, or Bella had walked in and said, what are you doing to mommy? Oh my god. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so Bella witnessed Chris murdering her mom. Oh my god. And after Shanann was killed, he loaded her body into the truck and put the girls in the back seat. He drove them to his work site one at a time. First he smothered Cece. Oh my god. In the back seat of the car, and then Bella. And he says that Bella said, no, daddy. Oh my god. Yeah. After that, he stuck the girls into large oil tanks and buried Shanann in a shallow grave. To say all this, like, I think also in the documentary that I saw too, they were saying that it was hard to believe that he blacked out because they said that they had sex. And then there was no, there was no resistance. Like there was no, um, de- um, what is it? Defend, mm-hmm. defense marks yeah. or anything from Shannon. Yeah. So when, was... when he supposedly strangled her while he was blacked out, like there was no, yeah. none of that. So they were saying like, um, it was, I think it was the mom or the dad that was saying she would have fought hard yeah. if he came out of nowhere, but they were thinking that he like brought her vault like he made her vulnerable by having sex with her and then she wasn't thinking anything of it and then or even was sleeping or even was sleeping maybe he didn't even have an argument or anything yeah this is kind of what he said during the interview so he said that quote this was like the epitome of being angry the epitome of showing rage, the epitome of losing your mind, end quote. And then he even admitted that his older daughter, Bella, asked if he was going to do the same thing he did to his sister. Oh, my God. And Bella did fight back. Oh. And they could tell. Because she had... Yeah, she had defensive wounds. Oh, my God. So no one ever expected that the girls were alive after leaving that house. So this was an even bigger shock to the police because they had assumed that Chris had killed everyone in the house. Right. So to hear that he drove them. And they witnessed everything. Oh my god. So on top of being a piece of shit, he couldn't have done it, like, in their sleep. He's a fucking coward. Like, he's... He's the biggest piece of shit ever. And isn't his, like, isn't his mistress standing by him too? No. No. Not anymore? No. I think she's part of this, first of all. I don't yeah. <laughs> Back to the first recording, mm-hmm. I think she played a bigger role mm-hmm. in this plan. And I think this piece of shit was so in love with her that he ended up taking all the blame for it so she wouldn't have to go through or yeah. go to jail. Yeah. No, I read a quote from her and it was like, so, it was fucking dumb. It was like... I think his cheese slid off his cracker way before <laughs> any of this happened. What? Yeah, like, that was her quote. Like, bitch, <laughs> his, he just murdered his wife and his kids. Yeah. You have no right to say anything. Exactly. You have no right to put your opinion out there. Mm-hmm. You are a dirty whore. Like, you knew he was married. You Googled his wife. Yeah. You stalked her. You saw what their life was about. And you playing mm-hmm. off that you didn't know he was married or you yeah. knew that he said that they were divorcing is bullshit. 
Yeah. It's complete bullshit. Because I'm sorry. When you are saying you're leaving someone, then wouldn't that person want to be with you like 24-7? Like, oh, I'm leaving my wife and my kids, so I'm going to come move in with you. Or like if you were that in love, if you were looking at wedding dresses and engagement rings, all that stuff. like, And don't equate your freaking boyfriend murdering his yes. wife and kids to cheese sliding off of a Yeah, cracker. like, you're fucking dead. Like, this man is so messed up, so evil. Yes. Don't even, like, we don't want to hear your quirky little, like, oh, little, oh it's, yeah, the cheese off the cracker. Yeah. Fuck you. No. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Go suck on another married man's dick. Like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Oh. HR, she's bad HR. Yeah. Oh my god. No doubt. If your HR lady's causing affairs in the work, get her out of there. Oh, so oh, horrible. That's so sad. All oh, those little girls. I also read somewhere in another article that Chris had told them that he had apparently tried to smother both the girls in their bed before killing Shanann. Right. Um, and he has no idea how they woke up. But I think this is covering his ass because everyone was so shocked yeah that he had them alive in the car right and when he came out with that i don't think he expected everyone to think that it was worse right and so i think this was just like him saving his ass like no 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 i tried to kill them at home but yeah they just woke up yeah like first and foremost they would be freaking bawling their eyes out mm-hmm. after you just traumatize them mm-hmm. by trying to kill them yeah like i'm sure they wouldn't be just like mommy what are you doing to mommy like and it, what are the odds that both attempts fail exactly and they're you know when when you are you're smothered and you lose oxygen to your brain like there's a good chance that if you do wake up from it you you can be like you know, oxygen to your head. You don't know right. what brain motion you're, you're like have still after. groggy. You yeah. don't know where you are. Like it's you're just you're not like woken up and mm-hmm. like oh I know where I am. Where's my mom? Where's my dad? That's not how it yeah. is. You're not able to have like fight back things like exactly. that. And we know that Bella fought back. So yeah, I think it's just freaking lying. And and exactly like we have no idea. He probably didn't even say anything. There's probably no fight. No, and it was just he woke up and decided like. He's going to choose murder. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I honestly think that it was all for the girlfriend. I think I feel mm-hmm. like that mistress had a lot more to do with it than what's played out to be. I feel like it's more of like, well, you know, if you, you know, if you leave your wife, she's going to take you for everything you have. Yeah. But my, like, I, like, I'm not saying that this man is completely innocent and, like, he was influenced by the mistress. I think he's mm-hmm. fucked up to just do what he did. Like, yeah. it's it was premeditated. He already knew he, where he was going. He already knew where he was going to take the girls. Um, I feel like she had a part to play in it, mm-hmm. in that evil plan, and she's just not, no one's, I don't, I don't know if they've tried looking into the mistress, I, but yeah. TikTok... Yeah, I've seen you investigate and yeah yeah, they were just saying it just doesn't add up and there was like one of the CCTV videos Mm -hmm. of the garage and how there was another shadow in the garage Mm -hmm. and how it looked like a woman and not a man yeah so it's like exactly two and two yeah and you know what like they they dumped their phones and all that but they were together four to five days a week Exactly. And, you know, who doesn't go like, oh, 
your wife's in the way. I wish you would die. Right. And he was probably saying that, like, oh, I wish I wish you would die so we can start over. Right. Things like that. And and who knows, maybe Bella and Cece, you know, saw her there and that's why he had to kill them. Yeah. Like and like who knows? It could have been because Bella woke up. Yeah. And he was just maybe he was saying like to his mistress, you know, kill Chanan, you stay with the girls and deal with I'm gonna deal with Shanann. Right. And they walked in on them. Right. Like we will never know. Because um, that shit's a liar. Yeah. And even though he confessed we don't know what if he's hiding. Yeah. Guaranteed Shannon didn't say, oh, you'll never see the girls again. Or if she did say it, like, there's no need to take her life. If you go to court and the judge goes, no, no, no. You, you can't decide that. Exactly. Like, it's, he had so many, so many choices. If he wanted to go run away and be with his mistress. He could have just been a deadbeat dad and left. Yeah, and he wasn't even making the money. So no. it's not like she was going to take him for everything. Right. If anything, she would have to pay him alimony. Exactly, because she so, was hustling. She was making that money. Yeah. The last little part I have in this, it actually made me really mad. And at the end of my paper, I wrote, piece of shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> That's Bailey's favorite uh, phrase, piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> oh my god, so many pieces of shit in the world. Yes. Um... So, he told authorities during an interview that he speaks to photos of his family and reads book reads books aloud every night to his daughter. Fuck you. Yeah. No. No. He deserve he doesn't deserve photos of his family. No. Who gave him a fucking photo of his yeah. family? That's Who what did? I want to know. Yeah. Like for you to be like, oh, I've asked for their forgiveness and they've given it to me. Yeah. No. He can fucking draw a picture of his family with shit on the wall because that's all he deserves. Yes. He deserves a fucking bucket. Cockroaches all around you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. Just have nothing but like infections all around you. Mm-hmm. Sleep it like let's bring it back to the eighteen hundreds. Let's bring it back yeah. to Paris when they threw shit on the floor. Like <laughs> let's put them in that kind of condition. Like you don't deserve after what you did to your kids. The the yeah. evil that's inside you does not deserve to be given free food. Yeah. No, exactly. You don't get to deserve to, you don't deserve to be an hour in the in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Like no. your kids are never going to be able to experience any of freedom because you took it away from them. Yeah. They're his daughters don't get an hour a day in the yard. No. They get they're gone. They're gone and you took the, their life away. The only there's no upside to the story, but no. The only saving grace is that you're not in their life anymore. Yeah. Because you know what, we we don't know what happened behind closed doors, and, you know, everyone, they were a normal family, like, what caused them to freaking explode? Yeah. No, you were a piece of shit dad yeah. who cheated on his wife. Yeah, you want to cheat, like, mm-hmm. fuck off. Like, yeah. go do your cheating, leave your kids alone, leave your wife alone, like, don't go near them, don't go around them, and just, like, just fuck off. Just yeah. li- let them be, let them live their life, and don't worry about them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They do not need you No. in their life as much as your narcissistic mind thinks that they, that they you do. do. Yeah. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that was such a sad story. Mm-hmm. I just think of the girls, and, like, anything that has to do with children, it gets me super, super sad. And I know, like, obviously we're making a podcast about this and, like, all this stuff. And when it comes to kids, um, I feel like it's important for us to make sure that we create awareness of the children who have passed away. 
mm-hmm. uh, who have been murdered. Exactly. Um, because the main story should be about them. Yeah. Yeah. They have been Shunan. Yes, and um, the unborn child. They're a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. His his son, his kids loved him. Yeah. They called and him dad, like super dad or something. Yeah. Didn't they? His yeah. Um I forget if it was Bella or Cece, but yeah, the video we talked about. Yeah. She called her daddy a hero. Like, yes, that's what it was, a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sad. And because you know what? To little girls and little boys, like, they don't see the piece of shit you are. No. Like, they just see you're their dad. dad. You're yeah. automatically their hero, and they are put in such a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind of authority over some over someone, like, you can't abuse that. Like, you no. are their safe place, and, yeah. It's, it's, it's awful. It's so sad. And I wish that, I like, I really hope that they are resting in peace and yeah. I hope that this piece of shit in jail has constantly is haunted. Like I really wanna know if like their victims that they have murdered haunt them. Oh yeah. I hope so. Oh yeah. I, I hope, hope so. so. Like I I really, really hope that he has mm-hmm. constant like them laughing, the girls like talking, mm-hmm. Shanann you know, like all of that. Hearing yeah. a baby cry. Like I really hope that he is haunted. For the rest, if he's gonna be spending the rest of his life in prison, I I hope that yeah. he is tormented until the end of days. Yeah, and yeah, and I I hope that both sets of grandparents they are healing from this, and mm-hmm. you can't heal from it, but because they they trying to advocate for your grandchildren, like me. So you you know, for his yeah. family, you may not have liked his wife, but he's she's still the mother of your grandchildren, and her life was taken away when it shouldn't have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Another piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) One for the books. (laughs) Well, that was was really good. That was sad because it's the babies at the end. But um, and I think there's like I think there's still Facebook page like a Facebook group for the girls and Shannon. I think. I think her her social media is. Like, I think her Instagram is still active. Okay. Yeah, um, so if you want to see the girls and see mm-hmm. how they acted, you know, like, definitely check it out. And yeah, we'll you, put it in our show notes. Yeah, all of her posts are still there. Because she did, she she recorded everything. And so you get to you get to see, you know, the life that she created for her girls. and Have it on there. Like I said, like, we'll have everything on our show notes. <laughs> um, before we go, I just want to say, BarkBox, you have an animal, get a box. Use our use our link. We'll have it in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, BarkBox. It is an amazing subscription you can get, mm-hmm. um, and it's toys, treats that you can have for your your favorite uh, best friend. Yes, we. I am subscribing for Jill. Yes. Um, and so yeah, we're gonna do probably some Facebook Live on openings and. Yeah. You know, we'll check that out and you guys might, you know, find a little interest. I think they have like cat boxes too. Yeah. They so, have it's it's you check it out. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe you like wanna get your kids a, <laughs> a box of dogs. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. It's a great gift for your grandma that has that annoying Pomeranian. There you go. There you go. Just get it for them. <laughs> 
And then also want to touch base on free stickers. Yes, yes, guys. We have so many stickers to give away. Yes. So it's super easy. All you have to do is give us a, a five-star rating and a review. Yes, and then email us to let us know that you have yeah. And then we can send you a free sticker. Yeah. Email, Instagram message, yeah. call us if you know us. Like, we're available. <laughs> uh, people who are calling us are only friends and family because you have our number. <laughs> um, everyone else, um, just listen to the end of the episode. We'll have our Instagram. We'll have our Gmail. I have all our information. And if it's not there and you don't like listening to our ending, just look at our show notes. Yes, guys. Come get these stickers because... We got a lot of them. <laughs> yes. And we will also be advertising on Instagram yep. and um, Twitter. So yes. just keep an eye out for those guys. So <laughs> oh, no. It's the London Fog Latte. <laughs> Damn you, Tim Hortons. Damn it. Taste Starbucks when you've done this. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yes. We'll, we'll see you guys soon next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Watch out for our bonus episode. Woo woo. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Coffee Spooks and Murder. Don't forget to check us out on our Instagram at Coffee Spooks and Murder. Our Twitter at CSM underscore podcast. And we want to hear from you too. Send us your tales and suggestions to our email at coffeespooksandmurder at gmail.com. Till next time. Bye. Bye.